gentlemen the same power that rose Jesus from the grave the same power that you saw and you read about Jesus uh, showing the world every day that he walked this earth lives in us and even Jesus said that to his disciples he said what you do what you go on and do will be so great it'll be so great And the Holy Spirit came on to all believers and the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Truly incredible, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rise Up, episode number 41. I can't believe we're this 
many episodes in. We got Kong, probably out fishing right now. Love that man. Uh, $20 donation. Thank you. CL Burns is in the building. Did y'all read Matthew and Luke like Clay Clark said too? Amen. Uh, Mom's group at church says Annette uh, that was started a couple years ago is growing and I'm a mentor mom. 10 churches represented all ages, moms and grandmas supporting, learning and loving one another. Amen. We have a men's prayer group on Saturday uh, at our church, you know, just, you know, men going there to fellowship with other men. And the great thing about that is, is no matter how much of an alpha male you are, how proud you are to be the head of household, you always find out that other men have the same problems as you. Now, as a man, which I believe I am, uh, as a man, I'll tell you, it's not easy for a man to admit his shortcomings. It's not easy for a man to admit there's things beyond my control that I cannot help. It's not easy for a man to admit that he's failing as his, at his role at being a father, a husband, a head of household. It is not easy for a man to do that. But the great thing about it is, is with Christ, all things are possible. And when you get around other God-fearing, God-loving men, other heads of households, let me tell you what, you realize that you're not the only one that's going through the problems that you don't want to tell anybody about. Give it to God. Give it to the other men. If you have a woman's prayer group, give your problems to the other women. Don't be prideful. Do not hold it in. Let it out. That is what you are there to do. Dimple said you're not a biologist. That's right. I don't know if I'm a man or a woman. I'm not a biologist. Hey, Laterer. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Laterer. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Laterer. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Texas is in the house. How you doing? Good to see you. Bad Moon is in the building. Hey, Bad Moon, guess what? You're going to love this. I reached out to my uh, to the guy who does my website. He also does a lot of uh, designs for me. And I said, design me the best. And I mean the best, okay? The best shirt that the world has ever seen, all right? Design me the best I'm a billboard for God t-shirt. And I said, there's a guy in our chat named Bad Moon, and this is his idea. This is his gift to LFA TV. We are going to design the greatest I'm a billboard for God t-shirt. And ladies and gentlemen, everybody who watches Rise Up will be able to dress in there. I'm a billboard for God t-shirt. I can't wait for that. And big shout out to Bad Moon for that. Wake up with a smile, says Larry Reha. Amen. Amen, my brother. I love you. Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, thank you for holding my hand as I am going into surgery, says Kathy. Yes, we're going to pray for Kathy as she's going into surgery. Uh, we're going to pray for uh, the title of today's show, which is A Lifeline in the Quicksand of Sin. A Lifeline in the Quicksand of Sin. If you have a hat on, please remove your hat, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, Lord, what a great and wonderful blessing it is to win the lottery of life every single day lord as i say in my newsletter we would not even sell one of our eyes for a million dollars how much more precious is the life that you bless us with every single day it's better than winning the lottery and for that lord we give you worship as we fellowship as one lfa congregation family children of god walking in the light of god Lord, we just thank you for that incredible blessing. And Lord, we know as Christians that once we experience your joy, your peace, and your love, that the greatest thing in the world for us to do is to share that with others. And that is what we want to do when we're given a new heart. Lord, help us share the gospel. Help us get new people to hear the word of God today. Help us reach ears and eyes that may not have ever heard or seen this message Help the people who have a hard time finding a church to relate to, a pastor to relate to, a Christian to relate to, to find me. Lord, you've given me skills and abilities to be able to talk to even the most hardened of hearts. And Lord, I pray today that you bring them to me. Bring them to me so that through me, they can hear the words of Jesus and also experience this wonderful peace that we get to experience every 
single day. Lord, we pray for Kathy as she's going into surgery. We also pray that you bring her out of it better than she went in, loving life even more than when she went into surgery, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bring healing and restoration to our families and our friends and our coworkers. Lord, we pray for our leaders, whether they are corrupt or not. We pray that you loosen their hearts from a hardened, evil heart, that the, the way they see things in life. We ask that you help people like Joe Biden, that you help our elected leaders who disagree with us so much about how the world should be. Lord, we know that the world should be the way you want it to be, and we desperately work every day to make sure that is so. Lord, help us make America great again by making America godly again. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember Jean's, uh, Jenny says, will you please pray for me? My cancer is back, and only my Lord and Savior can heal, heal me. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, Jenny, we love you. Yes, definitely you are in our prayers. And we'll keep all of you in our prayers as long as you ask for them. Folks, if you see somebody in the Rumble chat asking for prayers, I urge you to do whatever you can to reach out to that person at an individual level or whatever, or even just here through the chat and let them know that you're praying for them. Even letting them know that you are praying for them can bring peace and harmony like no other can. And then, of course, the prayer seals the deal. O-H-I-O is in the building here and listening, fixing my dog breakfast. Well, you know what? Here's what I suggest for you. If you guys have pets, how many of you have fur kids? Okay? If you have fur kids, I would bring them into the mix too when you pray. Pray over them. Pray over their long lives. Pray for them. Trust me. They understand you. They know what you're talking about. They understand your, your, your body language. They understand your tone of voice. And if you are praying for peace and joy and love and compassion, and you are making your dog or your cat a part of that, trust me, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. One minute prayer for dads. Thank you, MAGA mom. Once in a while, I like to dress up for my wife. Once in a while, my wife uh, gets sick of seeing me in LFA TV gear and sweatshirts and sweatpants. She says, you look like John Fetterman. Get that thing off your neck and start dressing appropriately. So when you see me dressed somewhat nice, it's not for me. It's not for you. It's for my loving wife. But I'm glad that you guys notice. Anyway, keeping in mind that the title of today's show is A Lifeline in the Quicksand of Sin. All of us are sinking. Every human being on this planet, since the minute they were conceived and birthed into this world, they are sinking in quicksand. They're not even aware of the fact at that moment that they're sinking in quicksand. Why Leaky says FOG works, family field of greens works. Of course it does. Of course it does. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, since you are born into quicksand, you're born into it. When you come out of your mama, pray, God, praise to God, uh, pray to God that she doesn't abort you. We live in a world of killing babies, and it's completely acceptable and fun. Yay, I got pregnant. Kill it. That's what people say. But if they don't kill it, they are born into a swamp of quicksand, and there's no way out. There's no way out. The only way out is with God. That's it. And we'll explain that in the newsletter Today, Marilyn says, Jeremy, a good husband knows it's a good thing to keep his wife happy. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Hell hath no fury like Sabrina scorned. Let me tell you that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Hi, RJ Cat. Good to see you. Good to see you, Corn Pop. Where's our little Corn Pop nugget? How's everything going? We love you. Here we go. Praying out loud. Page 146. If you have one minute prayer for dads, we're going back a page from where we were yesterday. And this is 146, praying out loud. How many times do I tell you, if you're out to eat, pray out loud. Let people hear you. People look at us all the time. And when we go out to eat as a family or even just myself and my wife, we hold hands and we pray. Out loud. We want people to hear us. We want people to see us. We want to be, you know, billboards for God, as Bad Moon would say, right? And there is no better billboard. I want to ask prayers for my dog, but I didn't know if it was appropriate. I can't believe this came up. 
Well, Rosa, that's exactly why it came up. Because you wanted us to pray for your dog, your fur kid, so badly, but you didn't know if that was appropriate. Of course it is. God gave us these beautiful pets. God gave us these beautiful fur kids. Okay? So let's read from Praying Out Loud. Psalm 77, 1. I cry aloud to God, and he will hear me. The funny thing about that is, folks, is if you go to the verse of the day today, this is incredible. This is why God, this is how I know that we are doing exactly what God wants us to do. Okay? Lacey says, I don't have time for animals, LOL. Well, I've got five kids, a business, four teenagers who are in multiple sports, and three shows a day, and we still got time for our fur kids. But I know what you're saying. I do know. It's a lot. It is a lot. All right. Uh, I want to go to the verse of the day real quick because I want to show you how God works through this show and all of us. So I just read, I cry aloud to God and he will hear me. That's Psalm 77, 1. But if we go to the verse of the day, which is Psalm 40, 1 through 5, it says, the first part of it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He hears you. Jeremy, please see Kong's urgent prayer request. He requested this with a gift of money to you. Oh, I did not see his prayer request. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Can you please pray for my wife and her son, Ernie, 35? He is sick and he's in ICU for a stroke. We are so sad and devastated. She had to fly out this morning to be with him. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please pray for Kong and his wife and her son. A stroke is nothing to play with. I mean, this could this could change his life forever. It will change his life forever. And definitely, Kong, we will keep your family in our prayers. We love you, and we're so sorry that's happening. But through Christ, all things are possible. Time usually dictates that we pray quietly to ourselves. And even God says to do that. He says, find a quiet room, seclude yourself, meditate, and pray to God in silence. Yes, you should do that. That's fine. But when we pray aloud in a normal tone of voice, just like we're speaking to somebody else, like I'm doing right now, it somehow, it somehow seems and feels more real to us. Right? Praying in your head is great and, it's, and, 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 and in silence is great. But when you speak it out loud, remember, ladies and gentlemen, in order for the universe to become, you know, in existence, God had to speak. The word was with God and the word was God. God had to speak the world into existence. And therefore we should, not all the time, but a lot of the time, speak out loud to God. It's what he gave us a mouth and a tongue and a voice to do. Today, find a quiet time when you can pray aloud for each of your kids. Maybe on your lunch hour, go sit in the car and offer a prayer out loud to God. May the precious blood of Jesus cover you and heal you. Thank you. Thank you very much. God hears either way, but there is power in voiced prayer. Wow. What a great, great morning devotional. Oh, Lord, you hear my every prayer. You're there even when I doubt. You always come through in the way that is best for me. Today I pray to you with my voice. I call on you to strengthen me, uphold me, guide me, and enable me to be a great dad. I know it starts with a heart that beats with the same fatherly passion as yours. Give me that heart. Give me the pure paternal love for my kids that you have toward me. For this I pray out loud today. Grant it, Lord. Amen. There is massive, massive power in speaking the name of Jesus out loud. When you speak the name of Jesus out loud, Satan puts his stupid little pointy tail between his ever so sinful legs and runs to hide. That's how much of a coward Satan is. That's how much of a weakling and a bully 
Satan is. When you speak the name of Jesus aloud, the same power that lives in him lives in you. And Satan and his demons and his minions and anybody around you who wants to suck you down into that quicksand of sin runs for their lives. They don't want anything to do with the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. There is power living in the name of Jesus. There is power, power in his name. You've heard that song, right? There's power, serious power. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on, you now know that we do have a sponsor for Rise Up. And this sponsor is Christian This sponsor is conservative. This sponsor is very loud and voice their opinion in a way that not even I do yet here on LFA. And that is not only through show, but also through publication. America is under attack and the attacker is exposed. Who is it? Satan. The Philadelphia trumpet. The Philadelphia trumpet, ladies and gentlemen. A massively loud Christian conservative voice speaking about the politics and the social issues of our world from a godly point of view. So many people signed up for Trumpet Daily yesterday. They got a hold of me and they were like, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. God did. There aren't a lot of voices out there bold enough to call out America's leaders for what they're doing. We do it here on LFA. And of course, Trumpet Daily does as well. The host is Stephen Flurry, and he's on five days a week on TrumpetDaily.com. We're going to try to get Stephen to have a show right here on LFA TV too. What do you guys think about that? I think it's incredible. Trumpet Daily was one of the first ones to call out Barack Hussein Obama and is one of the first ones to call out for the lockdowns and call for treason to say that America really is being fundamentally transformed. Now, we just got a massive donation from RJ Cat, a $500 donation. Ladies and gentlemen, that is more than we need on Rumble Rants a day just to keep Eli employed. And I could not be more grateful and more appreciative of you guys spending your hard-earned money to make sure that this company not only stays where it is, but grows into a force to be reckoned with. And I want to thank you so very much for that. Trumpet Daily has a perspective that's really unique. And now you can take a look to yourself, prove it for yourself. But what makes it different than any other program or any other publication out there is how it applies to the Bible and to the news. It's different than any other news source out there. It's definitely different than any other Bible prophecy program. So check it out today, TrumpetDaily.com with Stephen Flurry. And also, ladies and gentlemen, check out AmericaUnderAttack.com, okay? I want to say thank you for sponsoring Rise Up because without that, we would not be able to give the money that our school needs monthly to stay afloat. Now they're going to be able to have an excess in their budget. And what does that mean? More enrollment, more kids, more people coming to Christ. That is me and my wife's mission. I want to thank the Trumpet Daily for that. And you guys should check them out. Now let's move on to the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. Now we are on day 39 and it says joy. Now that was our, uh, joy was our theme For 2022, our theme for 2023 is peace. But guess what? You can't have peace without joy, and you can't have joy without peace. They are symbolic. I mean, I should say they are symbiotic, and they are symbolic. Joy, Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful Over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now, you want to, you notice something crazy, folks? Not even crazy, but something that I find so interesting about the Bible and about the Word of God is that sometimes when it's saying, it's like when uh, Pontius Pilate was asking Jesus, 
are you a king? And, Je- and Jesus said, you say I'm a king. And he says, well, the Jews say that you are saying that you are a king. Where, what are you a king of? Well, my king, kingdom is not of this earth. And they couldn't understand that. They didn't understand what Jesus meant. And even if they did understand, they would have dismissed it anyway. They didn't want to understand. They didn't want to hear it. But the great thing about Jesus and, and, and God is when he talks about kingdoms and riches and things like that, normal people think of kingdoms as in like what you see in Saudi Arabia or what you saw in the 13th and 14th and 15th century. They think of riches as gold, silver, money, houses, land. They don't get it. That's why Jesus, when he spoke in parables, that's why he spoke in parables. Because he knew that only the sheep, not the bad sheep, when we talk about everybody's just a sheep and follows the Democrats, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the lambs of God, the sheep, the followers of Christ. When he speaks, only they hear. Why? Because only they want to hear. The people that don't want to hear harden their hearts, and they don't get it. They don't understand what they mean. Or what it means when it says your kingdom of riches and you will inherit this and inherit that. They're like, how? How could he inherit anything? How could a king come out of Nazareth? Nothing good comes out of Nazareth. But you want to know something that I found great about Jesus? Like we all know that Jesus never had to explain himself to anybody, right? Jesus never had to prove anything to anybody, even though he did on many occasions by performing miracles. He didn't need to do that. He did not need to do that. But he did. He didn't need to show anything, but he did. It's truly incredible, folks. But you know what he never did in that entire time when he wasn't, didn't need to prove anything to anybody? The scripture said that The Messiah would come from Bethlehem, come out of Bethlehem, not Nazareth. Why didn't Jesus ever say that he was from Bethlehem? Kendi Ann said, just signed up for the Trumpet Daily. You're welcome. Look, I want you guys to get the proper news source from a Bible-based perspective. Just like our kids are in a school that has Bible-based academics. It's the best thing. Having God at the center of everything is truly the best thing. Why didn't Jesus ever say that he was from Bethlehem? Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever asked that? Have you ever questioned that? Let's pull up the chat. Let's see what you guys say. Rise Up gives me so much peace. Thank you, Miss Mocha Powered. By the way, if you've not liked this video, if you've not clicked the little thumbs up button, please do so now. I would please, please, please ask you to do that. Eli or Jeremy, need to add under sponsors. Trumpet is under the sponsors, isn't it? I believe it is. I'm going to go look right now. Let's see. Scoremaster, trumpet. Oh, I don't, I guess I didn't have it under there. Well, I'll get it under there. My fault. I do apologize. I do apologize. Yes, that is where, that is where Jesus was born. Amen. Why didn't he ever say it? Do you notice that? I can't. I cannot find, and maybe I just haven't seen it, maybe I overlooked it, but I cannot find in the Bible where Jesus ever told anybody he was born in Bethlehem. Even though they would say, nothing good comes from Nazareth, and the scriptures say that the Messiah is to come out of Bethlehem. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Why didn't he ever say it? Truly a a, a remarkable question. He was taken and he was hidden. Yeah, he was in Egypt. But he, he, he must have known that he was born in Bethlehem. The reason why Jesus didn't say it was because his fulfilling of prophecy was so much more than Jesus, the, where the baby came out of or where it was born. And I think that he, I don't think, I think he was trying to show people in ways I think he was trying to give, show them faith rather than proof, right? Proof is something you don't, proof is something you see. Faith is something that you don't see. Bethlehem in a manger, amen. I love Rise Up. I want to be a monthly donor, but my email isn't recognized. Hey, L.R. Dyer, or L, 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 
Lydia or what I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, message support at rumble.com. They can help you out, okay? Support at rumble.com. Was that really ever important where he was born? No, it wasn't important in this grand scheme of things. But again, he could have told the everybody that said, why, why uh, the king came, the, the Messiah is supposed to come out of Bethlehem. And Jesus could have easily said, I was born in Bethlehem. I was born in Bethlehem, but he never did. I always thought that was kind of weird until I realized that it was all about faith. It was never about proof. He never needed to prove anything to anybody. Rosebud, yes, we can see your chats. Yes, we can. Mocha Powered says, I got up and smiled again this morning. I heard all my life that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem in a manger. He was there. Uh, he was there um, because uh, David, or not David, um, Joseph had to go back to the place of his birth in order for a census. That's why he was born in Bethlehem. He might not be from Bethlehem, but he was born in Bethlehem. Old Testament prophecy Messiah would have been born in Bethlehem. Very, very important. Exactly. That's why, that's why it, I, I say it was important that he could have said that. But again, I'm not Christ, and I'm sure there was reasons why he didn't say it. But he never had to prove himself, and it was all about faith, Dr. Sauce Norton. Exactly. That's where I feel. That's what I feel. I feel that he, was, he didn't need to prove it, and he could have, but he didn't need to. He, just, he wanted people to have faith, not proof. Pretty incredible stuff. Pretty incredible stuff. I'm just reading some of your comments, so I apologize. Um, because it was prophesied that he would be from there, but he called himself Jesus of Nazareth because the people there rejected him. All of Rise Up Family draws me closest, closer to God every morning. Thank you, Rise Up Family, Jeremy, Sabrina, and Eli. You're very welcome. Thank you most humbly, Jeremy, Sabrina, and Eli, for your producing of LFA. We are all better because of it. I agree. I agree. Marilyn just signed up for Trump Daily. That's great. Okay, moving on. First Peter 1, 8 through 9 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. There's the answer why Jesus didn't tell anybody that he was born in Bethlehem. They're right there. You don't need to see it to believe it. I'm, I am showing you many ways, in many different ways, that I am the son of God. Would me telling you that I'm from Bethlehem actually super, uh, uh, be more of proof to you than me healing the blind? Again, ladies and gentlemen, he was healing leprosy. He was healing the blind. He was healing the lame. He was healing the people that were stuck and filled with demons. Would it really have mattered at that point if Jesus said, hey, I was born in Bethlehem, by the way? You think that would have changed everything? <laughs> you think the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees would have been like, oh, oh, so you were born in Bethlehem? Our bad. Our bad. We're sorry we didn't believe you when you made a lame person walk, when you made a blind person see, when you took the leprosy from somebody's skin and healed them and made them, uh, you know, as perfect as you are in the flesh. We, did, we saw that you fed 5,000 people with just, you know, a few loaves of bread and a couple fish. Oh, but you were born in Bethlehem? Our bad. You are the Messiah. That's why, folks. I always wondered that, but that's why. He proved it in so many ways. Would it really have mattered if he said, hey, I was from Bethlehem? <laughs> Zena just signed up for Trumpet Daily. Awesome. They're going to be so happy. God's joy isn't based on our circumstances. God's joy is not based in our circumstances. Rather, it's rooted. I mean, its roots begin with seeds of God's word planted in our hearts. Suddenly, our hearts spill over with joy, knowing that God loves us and that he has complete control over our lives because Jesus is joy and joy is Jesus. Sue just signed up. Susie Q just signed up for Trumpet Daily. You guys are great. This is why sponsors come here. This is why when I reach out to them and they're like, well, I mean, what kind of audience do you have? The most engaged, amazing audience on planet Earth. That's how. That's who. <laughs> 
Angel girl right there, 2 Corinthians 5-7. You just hit the nail on the head, girlfriend. Walk by faith and not by sight. Woo! Dear Jesus, knowing you surpasses anything and everything else the world offers. Never allow the joy in my heart to evaporate in the desert of difficulties. I want to show you something. I just want to tell you guys something real quick, too, before I show you. Do you know that my favorite part, Bad Moon just signed up, awesome. Do you know that my favorite part of Rise Up is not even reading the devotionals? I love that, trust me, I need it, but it's not my favorite part. Cindy Lou Who just signed up, Storm just signed up, look at you guys go. My favorite part is the conversation. I feel like I'm in a room with all of you. I feel like I'm in a room and you guys are physically all sitting in front of me. I feel like I can see the face of Bad Moon and see the, see the face of Katie. See the face of Steer, who just signed up. See the face of T. Mitchell. See the face of Grammy Love. See the face of Angel Fit. See the face of Rosa Catalano. See the face of Shelly Rose and Rockin' Robbins. I feel like I'm looking at you. And my favorite part of this is the conversation. Not only the conversation, but also the, de- the, de- the debate and the discussion. And my favorite times are the hard ones. TrumpetDaily.com, folks. TrumpetDaily.com. Rosebud said, this is odd. I can't see any of your chats, only mine. Are you watching on the app or are you watching on the uh, browser? I always suggest the browser. The app sucks. How do I sign up for Trumpet? Go to TrumpetDaily.com. TrumpetDaily.com. Look at that. Army just signed up. Diana just signed up. Do you want to know why this is important, folks? It's important because you need Bible-based everything. And that's what Trumpet Daily is, okay? Cat just signed up. Now, my favorite part is when we have conversation back and forth. And especially when it's the hard stuff. When we're talking about denominations. When we're talking about, you know, who's a false prophet and who's not. What is a false prophet and what is not. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. I want to show you a video. We're just sitting here talking about proof, right? Proof of God's existence. Why didn't Jesus say this? Why didn't Jesus say that? Why do we need proof? I want to show you this video right now. Check this out. I love this video and I love Ray. And hopefully we'll have Ray Comfort on soon. Atheist? Yes, sir. Why? You seem like a very intelligent guy. You're reading a a very thick book over there. And so you obviously think about things. What would make you an atheist? Um, well, not... There's a lot of different things. But I think probably one of the biggest things is I, I don't like how the world is today at all and because of that I believe that a God wouldn't let his world end up like this so therefore he is either evil or impotent or doesn't exist you think there's anything else any other alternative no if you're on a plane and you're looking at how wonderfully the plane is made it's one of those state-of-the-art just come out you know, it's got Wi-Fi, it's got, everyone's got their own computer, TV, and you say, boy, Boeing did a great job of this plane, and suddenly it goes into a freefall, like a mile freefall. People are screaming, they're hitting the roof, there's blood everywhere, people die, and you look at the horror scene in front of you and say, this is terrible, nobody made this plane. That's illogical. It's better to say, something went wrong, rather than nobody made the plane. To say, this world is horrible, therefore there's no God, is a, a very strange leap to make. It's real logical. So an atheist is someone who believes the scientific impossibility that nothing created everything. Not that it was made from nothing, but the, ne- the nothing itself was the primary source that created everything. And what Christians say is the genius of the hand of God can be seen in dogs, and in the blueness of the sky, and in fruits and birds, the human eye, butterflies, trees. All these things are signs of his genius because we don't know how to make a grain of sand from nothing. And one of the reasons we deny the existence of God is the same reason a thief doesn't want to find a policeman because of his guilt. And uh, we know that we think of God, we think of moral responsibility and guilt and doing things wrong and it makes us feel uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. make. It makes a little sense, yeah. We're going to move away from your intellect to your conscience just for a minute, okay? So hang in there with me. Do you think you're a good person? 
Uh... No. So you've lied and stolen? That's... I, I have before, yeah. Yeah, I have. You ever use God's name in vain? Yes, I have. Now, Jesus said if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever done that? No. You looked at pornography in your life? Yes. Okay, that's looking with lust. So, Alex, I'm not judging you, but by your own admission, you've told me that you're a lying thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. And that's only four of the Ten Commandments. If God judges you by those commandments on Judgment Day, you're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Now, does that concern you? Think before you answer, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask you why. Does it concern you that if you die today, you'd end up in hell? Yes, it does. Christianity, biblical Christianity, says there's nothing you can do to save yourself. It's all God's mercy. It's the mercy of the judge. 2,000 years ago, God became a human being, Jesus of Nazareth, who suffered and died on the cross to take the punishment for the sin of the world. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities. When he was on the cross, he was paying the fine for the law that you and I broke. We broke the moral law, the Ten Commandments. Jesus paid the fine. On the cross, he cried out, it is finished. In other words, the debt has been paid. If you're in court, even though you're guilty, if someone pays the fine, the judge can let you go. You can say, Alex is guilty, but someone's paid his fine, he's out of here. Well, God can commute your death sentence. He can let you go. He can dismiss your court case because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Please think about this, Alex. You know, think about this is where you're going to spend eternity. And don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't say, oh, yeah, there's all this hypocrisy and terrible things in the world. Therefore, I'm not getting right with God. No. Call upon the name of the Lord. Trust in Jesus, and you've got God's promise. You'll pass from death to life. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. So have you ever had an argument with your wife, and it's like there's a wall between the two of you? Okay. And you lose that sort of friendship and intimacy, and one of you says, Honey, I'm so sorry. And, and she says... So am I, and suddenly there's reconciliation because there's genuine sorrow. Well, there's a barrier between you and your God, the one that gave you life. And if you come to him in contrition and say, God, I'm really sorry for my lusting and using your name as a cuss word and lying and stealing, God, please forgive me, that immediately gets the ear of God. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, you can have reconciliation with the God that gave you life. You can come to know him. So the Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. So, yeah, now are you going to think about what we talked about today? Oh, oh yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think about, uh, like, religion all the time. And if there is a God and the God that, that you believe in or anybody believes in, I, I think about that stuff a lot, a, a lot. And I believe that God's hand is upon you. I prayed for you before we met. And uh, I believe that God wants you today to get right with him. Would you be embarrassed if I prayed with you? That's fine. Father, I pray for Alex. So you're an atheist? Yes, sir. So there you what? go, ladies and gentlemen. He went from being a, an, an atheist so lost in what his thinking was. And I'm not saying that he became a Christian after that. But the way that Ray Comfort makes it so personal to somebody... I don't care if you're an atheist, an agnostic, a Satanist. The words of Jesus Christ, the word of God will convict you. No matter how many people say, now, you're going to get one of two reactions. You're going to get somebody to respect you enough to listen to you. If that's the case, you will change their mind. Not because of something that you do or say, but because of you just being the messenger of Christ. Those words in that Bible are so powerful. It's like magic. I know that sounds weird. Thank you, Patty Patriot. God bless you. It's like magic. Now, the other reaction you're going to get is somebody running away. Why are they running away? Why won't they listen to what you have to say? Because to them, the word is like a sharp sword and you're about ready to drive it into their chest and they can't stand it. And the devil makes them run and flee. We talked about that, right? So while we're talking about proof and needing proof, I have another video that I would like to show you about proof. Okay. Now, 
I don't know if you've ever seen this guy before. He goes to college campuses and literally teaches our youth, our youngsters who are about ready to go off into the world about God. And he does it in such a fantastic way. Now we're talking about proof that God exists, proof that Jesus is who he says he was. And this student says, I base my entire life off 100% proof. Okay. Okay. Check this out. I don't base my life on 100% truth. I'm sorry, he died. If, if you're talking about something in the future, yes, you can't give me 100% proof. I but 2,000 years ago, I'm pretty sure that by now we would figure out if he rose from the dead or not. Ma'am, I, I can't, I don't base my life on 100% proof. Well, maybe that's your problem. Oh, you do? You base your life on 100% proof? Yes. Oh, really? That's why I'm skeptical of everything. Really? So that means you take a chemistry kit to the pharmacy, and when the pharmacist hands you that bottle of medicine, you chemically analyze it to make sure there's no poison in there, right? That's why I Because unless you medicine. have 100% proof, you would never dare take that pill and put it in your mouth, because maybe... The pharmacist put poison in there. Yes, I don't base it on 100%. Right, thank you. So don't tell me you base your life on 100% proof. No, you don't. Sorry, Nine of us do. That's not, it's not possible. You can't. You can't do that. All right. You can't do that, man. I don't base my life on 100% truth. I'm sorry. He died through, if, if you're talking about something in the future, yes, you can't give me 100% proof. I can't. But 2,000 years ago, I'm pretty sure that by now we would figure out if he rose from the dead or not. Ma'am, I, I can't, I don't base my life on 100% proof. Well, maybe that's your problem. Oh, you do? You base your life on 100% proof? Yes. Now, I know I played that over twice, but I really wanted to drive that point home. Oh, you do? Oh, you do? You base your life on 100% proof? Oh, you do? So when you go to the pharmacy and get your medicine, you analyze that bottle? Or do you take it by faith in doctors, in people? who make non-stop mistakes every day of their life. You trust them, but you don't trust the book that has been able to prophesy everything up until today, that, and it's all been correct. Isn't that amazing? There's only one constant, and that's the Bible. There's only one thing that never changes, and that's not science. That's the Bible. Now, I'm not saying I'm a science denier. God gave us the ability to be scientific. But I was also born with science. Con means with. Science means knowledge. I was born with a knowledge that is constant, that never, ever changes from decade to decade, century to century, millennia to millennia, from the beginning of time to the end, from the alpha to the omega. God's word stays the same. And it's been proven that the only way out of the quicksand of sin, out of the muck and the mire that is pulling you down to depression and despair and darkness and loneliness is the word of God. That is it. You may not like it. Doesn't make it not true. I'm right, you're wrong. Want to know why? Because I'm on the side of the guy who is never wrong. Jesus. I'm on the side of the guy who never loses. God. You can't beat him, so you might as well join him. Or you're going to continue to search for stuff you will never find the answers to, and you will always be lonely, and you will always be lost, and you will always be frustrated, and you will always have anxiety, and you will never know peace. Amen? Let's go to the uh, Rumble chat and let's see what everybody is saying in, uh, in the chat thread right now. Jesus never changes. Amen. Love when snarky people like that get their stuff handed to them. I'd love it even more, ladies and gentlemen, if they actually let it sink in and became Christians. The doctor proved the description of Jesus' death was spot on. Amen. Just like Walgreens giving COVID-19 vaccines when they were supposed to be the flu. There you go. There you go. I've never seen Abraham Lincoln, but I believe he was our 16th president. <laughs> Ray Comfort, find him at Living Waters. Yes, find him at Living Waters. And again, we're going to get Ray on the show. So uh, it's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, I got to speak with him uh, and Ken Ham. I actually have that video. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Hold on a minute. Hold on. Let's see. 
I'm going to see something here. This might take a minute. I know we only have 10 minutes left, and I do apologize. This might take a minute, but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. See if I can uh, see if I can find this. Do, 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 do. Where are you? I'm trying to find my conversation with Ken Ham and Ray Comfort. I have this recorded. Now, I was about 1,000 pounds heavier, so here we go. There it is. Let's go to the screen here. I'm going to do a side-by-side. Here we go. This is amazing. I haven't, I've not watched this since then. Jeremy Harrell here, Life from America. We're here at the Ark Encounter with Mr. Ken Ham and all my kids. And uh, they were gracious enough to give us some time um, to uh, meet Mr. Ham and, and ask some questions. And I have some questions. Or the kids have some questions. So uh, turn it over to the kids. And Olivia, I know you had a question first. So yeah. this is Olivia, by the way. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> Is it hard to have your life and, like, be you? Is it hard to have my life and be <clears throat> me? Well, you know what? This ministry does consume us 24 hours a day. That is true. And it's what the Lord has called called me to and called my wife to. So that All right, hold on. See that hold on here. One together in this. So... If you see my cursor here, see my cursor out this window. If you look straight out this window, you will see the arc, the arc, uh, the big arc is right out that window. This is his private. This is his office. And we got uh, we got to be up there VIP with uh, with Ken Ham and have an exclusive interview with my kids. It was one of the greatest moments of our life. Let's go back to it. And uh, it's interesting because you get attacked by all sorts of people. I get attacked by the atheists and. They print a lot of lies out there, and, and uh, even uh, there's a lot of Christians in the church that would not believe Genesis, and they even say things about about us that aren't true and attack us as well. So over the years, I've had to learn it's God who gives you your reputation. And all right, so I want to uh, I want to find the part where he calls Ray Comfort. That's like one of the greatest. Thing. That was one of the greatest moments of my life. I was just telling him how much Ray Comfort changed my life. And he said, oh, you mean my buddy Ray? Let's get him on the phone. I'm just going to go to the point in which he calls him. This is great. Oh, there's my beautiful wife. There's my beautiful wife and my little daughter. Hold on. Uh, I know it's here somewhere. Dang it. This is when he's signing books and Bibles for me. Or maybe that part was on another call. Maybe that part was, maybe that was on a different video. I thought it was on this one. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'll find it and I'll show it to you another time. But yeah, that was a, that was a beautiful time. That was a beautiful time in, in, in me and my family's life. And uh, so he calls Ray Comfort on his phone. And uh, the first thing that Ray says when he answered is, what did I do? to earn God's favor enough to have the great Ken Ham just call me out of the blue. And that was, that's how Ray answered the phone. And then Ray, uh, Ken Ham actually goes on to say, I have this family here. They love you. You changed their lives, blah, 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 blah. So then I got to actually have a one-on-one conversation with Ray. And it was this right here, outside of my children being born and me giving my life to Christ, this may be the highlight of my life. I got to speak to two men whom I greatly admire and respect about God and about their role on this earth as God's servants. It was truly incredible. It was truly incredible. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have a lot of time left, uh, so I'm going to go write and read the verse of the day today. Again, I never know how this show is going to go. I don't pre-plan this show. I don't do anything uh, to start this show except for get ready to be live. And then I just let the, I just let the world take us. I let God take us where God wants to take us on this world. That's what I meant. Uh, so if you've not liked the video, please do so. How many, uh, where are we at with rumbles here? Let's see. We've got 447 rumbles. We've never broke 500 rumbles live on Rise Up. So please rumble the video real quick as I go to the verse of the day today, which is a lifeline in the quicksand of sin. I said, hello, how are you today? Have you smiled and thanked God for waking up? 
You should. It's better than winning the lottery. After all, you wouldn't sell one of your eyes for a million dollars, would you? How much more valuable is the life that God gives you every single day? Today, we'll be touching on lifelines. Have you ever had someone throw you a lifeline? Well, let's talk about it. Verse of the day today comes from Psalm 40, 1 through 5. Psalm 40, 1 through 5. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard me cry. He drew up from the pit of destruction. Out of, he drew me up, excuse me, out of the pit of destruction. He inclined me, or excuse me, He drew me up out of a pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put on a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Because the Lord is joy, right? Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell the truth, yet they are more than can be told. I will proclaim and tell the truth. Yet they are more than can be told. That is how many people out there do not know the gospel. That is how many people still need to hear the gospel. So ladies and gentlemen, you are tasked with that. And I'm going to take you out, as always, the same way I brought you in. And that's with some great song from Jeremy Camp, Same Power. The same power that brought Jesus from the grave lives in us, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank you all for being here. I'd like to thank our sponsor for this show that's going to help save our Christian school, TrumpetDaily.com. Sean Farish and Ungoverned comes up next. You're not going to want to miss his show. He is the second highest viewed show on LFA TV. So let's continue to make him, Mike Crispy, and everybody else go to the stratosphere, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. I love you. Get some more coffee. Hopefully you're drinking Rise Up Coffee. You can get this on JeremyHerald.com. I'll see you at 11. Have fun. God bless peace. The same power that commanded dead to wake lives in us. Lives in us. The same power that moves mountains when he speaks. The same power that can call a raging sea lives in us. Lives in us. Sing it on your way out, family. You got the words now. Sing it with them and let's lift our voices up as we leave the show. Let's go, let's go. Let's go.